Hello, and welcome to the Twist Marm Podcast, where we tell you a story about a point of view, and you might find your own twisted into something new. Check us out on all your social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that stuff, and uh, like and subscribe to us. You can also find us on pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us on it. So like and subscribe to us to those as well. If you'd like to be on the show, you can visit us at twistmyarmpodcast.com and leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to get your point of view on the show. This month is National Novel Writing Month, so we decided to have a couple guests on the show that are authors. Um, The first guest that we have, her name is Marissa, and her book, Born Royal, just got published and released in October. So we have a really fun conversation with her about what it takes to get a book published. Um, it's, it's an, it's an incredible journey. That's for sure. And it does not, doesn't come easily. Um, so if you're out there trying to write a book, keep your head up (laughs) because it can happen. Um, you just got to stay persistent and, uh, and, and keep going with it. Um, like I said, it is national novel writing month. So Maybe you guys could send us a message with your favorite novel that you've read or maybe your favorite author or maybe an idea. I don't want to steal anybody's ideas, but I mean, I have a I have a fun sci-fi idea for a book. Um, as you know, I'm a big sci-fi fan, so, so I would totally write a sci-fi book. But, you know, if you guys ever want to talk about things that you want to write or... If you have a book yourself that you've gotten published that you'd like to promote, hit us up, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com or visit us at twistmyarmpodcast.com and leave us a message. I am joined uh, by our great co-host, Jesse, for this interview, so you will hear him on that as well. But without further ado, I would like to get into this interview with Marissa about her book, Born Royal. Thanks again for listening to Twist My Arm. I hope you enjoy well, anyway, I do want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It is an honor to have you on the show, Marissa. Oh, well, thank you so much. Of course. It's an honor to be here. Yay. Have you ever listened to the show at all? <laughs> I listened I'm, to your I'm not very trying first to call episode. you out or anything, but... <laughs> I listened to your very first episode, and I am subscribed. Okay, that's and, cool. <laughs> but finding free time to do things is very limited so yeah i need to it's on the list kelly has chastised me so (laughs) we appreciate uh, subscribers even when they don't listen because that helps the show no matter what it does it does oh yeah i was always gonna subscribe that's not a problem yeah i've always been there since like day one (laughs) (laughs) heck yeah well and And you and I, Marissa, go back about, what, 15 years now, I think? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I hate math, but uh, I've known you since I was like 15 or 16 years old. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm 30. Yeah. So, yeah, 15 years. There we go. And it's definitely been a while since we've caught up. I think the last time we saw each other might have been Comic-Con. I don't know if I went to it, but I think I saw you before the comic-con i actually think the last time i saw you was when me and katie came to town oh for the the drug concert yes and uh we went on the light rail at like three in the morning (laughs) 
and it was snowing. That's that's what I remember. Okay, that and that like was even about sixty percent of the stories that I remember from Josh's life. <laughs> yeah, concerts, light rails, snowing, always. Uh, uh, yeah, it's terrible. It sounds like a bunch of bad stuff, but then at the end of it, somebody goes, "It was a great time," and you're like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> And that's Josh all. Josh hurt after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially walking downtown. That was a good show. Did you know that drugs is coming back? Craig Owens. I did not know that. He decided to make. He decided to make some more music again. So, that's kind of cool, I guess. That's why it's they a, named band. a band. It's right? A band. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why they named it that is to make sentences like that happen. Did you know that drugs <laughs> is coming back? <laughs> well, it sounds like drugs is already here, but. Okay. <laughs> well, it stands for destroy, rebuild until God shows. It's very, Again, very poetic. <laughs> Again, not chastising. I just think it's funny that they, it's like Tool, right? Tool is a good band name. And then it has this added level of if people buy our merchandise, they're putting the word Tool on themselves. So it's like they're walking around with a thing that says Tool on them, which is kind of, you know, it probably exactly what they wanted, knowing them and how they feel about their fans. But it's like, hi, I'm a tool. Like, <laughs> you can tell because it says on my shirt. Like, so yeah, I maybe it's a similar thing. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I like, I, I like I clever really... band names. Is what I'm saying. I like when people have some kind of second level to their band name. Meaning behind it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, and we're that, you know, yeah, we're already off the rails. That's how this. That's how it goes, though. But. Welcome, Marissa. This is yes. the Twist My Arm podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, it has been a long time since we have talked, um, and a lot has happened. Now you are, you're in LA? Is that right? I am in Silicon Valley. Um, I live in Mountain okay. View, California. So I'm okay. up by San Francisco. Oh, okay, okay. That's probably like better, right? I yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. It's very clean. Very clean. Okay, well, and that's, I mean, again, better than L.A., I'm sure. Um, what isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and you're married now? I am married. I got married July 31st of this year, so that was a wonderful time. Yeah. It was my family's first Zoom wedding. Oh, okay. Uh, Everybody, it was was us and our witness in our house. And then um, we Zoomed with the officiant. And then they let all of our family members in after we had, like, gone through the first part of, like, finalizing the certificate and everything. And then, uh, yeah, so we had our family on the Zoom call with the officiant. We had a, another Zoom call that was for friends. We had it live on Instagram and live on Facebook. <laughs> wow. That's cool. I don't yeah. yeah, like it's not it's not the usual way to do it, right? But you guys made it work. And like yeah, I'm sure yeah, you would agree perfect. that what matters most is that the people that you wanted there were able to see it and you know mm-hmm. you have your spouse and that's kind of all you need. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats on that. Um, and how how crazy of a year to get married, for sure. 
Yeah, a lot of my family members said that it was uh, like the one bright spot of the year. So that was kind of nice that we were able to like give that to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, my bright spot is the Mandalorian, but that's for that's a discussion for a different day. <laughs> Some people need a little more, you know, than that. That's very cool. Yeah. How did you two meet? We met on a bus. Really? <laughs> yeah, we met on an overnight bus, the mega bus from Chicago back to town. Um, he was the least creepy person, like looking person on the bus. So I was like, hey, can I sit next to you? <laughs> And that's a, so that's a low bar uh, though, right? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people I did not want to sit next to. So um oh, I was man. just like this random guy. I was like, hey, can I sit next to you? And he was doodling on the first part of the trip. And I found out he worked for Disney and Marvel at the time. And wow, what did he wait? Hang on. You gotta pause on that. What did he do for Disney and Marvel? <laughs> Uh, so he's worked on uh, uh, coloring books for Marvel. Uh, he worked on the backgrounds for X Men. Um, then when he transferred to Disney, he started doing color corrections for suits for the movies for like uh, the Avenger movies and stuff like that. Wow! Um, they loaned him out to a documentary film crew that went to China. Um, so he's done a lot. He's kind of wow. bounced around there for quite a few years. So, you know, we'll have to have him come on the show eventually, too, huh? Yeah, I'm sure he'd be down. <laughs> That'd be Actually, awesome. Do you want to just, you want to see if Is... he wants to look? We don't need to talk about your thing if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that could be... I mean, I know that's what Josh really wants to do now. Like, Marvel and Disney, you know, he knows some Star Wars stuff. You know, that guy knows some Star Wars stuff. <laughs> He's got some inside info. I want to pick his brain so did a little you, bit. Did you guys get off the bus together? Or did you... No, like... he actually... We lived in different states. So he lived in Iowa and Des Moines. And I lived in Omaha and Nebraska at the time. And um, I actually fell asleep on him at one point. <laughs> like, I had just gotten through a adult summer camp. And was super hungover. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I ended up... Talking uh, about at, go ahead. At the risk of going completely <laughs> off the rails again, what's adult summer camp? Yeah, I am also curious. Uh, there is this company called Camp No Counselors, and it's like five hundred dollars for a weekend. You go to an actual summer camp where they put you up in like the cabins and everything, and they ship in a ton of booze and food, and you get to do summer camp activities while drinking the entire weekend. So it's like being a twelve-year-old, but in your twenties, right. and getting to drink. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. man. Did you get to zipline while drinking and stuff? No, uh, they kept uh, us on the ground. Uh, they kept us out of the water. Good like call. Good call. <laughs> they, you had to wait so long before you could like go and like jump in the water after drinking. They like had it for like a uh, happy hour and then lunch and then dinner all night long. You could drink. So wow, that's, that's a job that I want. I want to be the uh, the drunk person goalkeeper <laughs> at the edge of the lake who's like, no. Nope. No, nope, nope. Uh, get out of here. Get nope. out of here. Drunky. Come on. You're not sober. Get out of here. Come on. Back up. Go have some chips. 
Okay, do they let well, you like if you're sober? Yes. Do they give you a do they give you a breathalyzer or anything? So like, no. if you go on the paddle boats, you're just not allowed. Just doesn't even matter. That's well, like business. as long because the most of the drinking happens at night. So you do stuff throughout the day. You can drink a little bit here and there, but like throughout the day, you're out on the water. You're making friendship bracelets. You're tie dyeing t shirts, <laughs> like all that stuff. <laughs> That's, yeah, so, all that's a brilliant business idea. Somebody is making money hand over fist once that. I feel like I want to check tank. this place out. What what is what's it called? Oh, that's cool. Camp, it's called Camp No Counselors. Camp No Counselors. I'm gonna check this place out. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. So, so he went back to uh, not drunk summer camp and. You went somewhere else, but you got his phone number or something? No, I actually had his email. Uh, We started talking as, like, business partners. Um, He Mm -hmm. had told me I should self-publish my first short short story I'd written for school. And he was like, find an artist, put it together, and take it to a Comic-Con. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And I had somebody lined up for art stuff for it. Well, they, they backed out and um, I emailed him. I was like, I need six pictures. I need five pictures and a cover in like two weeks. <laughs> Can you help me out? <laughs> and so he's actually, um, I had it on Amazon for a while. It's called Dragon Rider. And he did the cover art and the interior art for it. Um, but I took it to comic cons and passed it out as like a, uh, portfolio type deal, okay. just seeing if anybody was interested in it. And it, I didn't get anything out of it, but it was just a really fun experience. That's how I got into cosplay and stuff like that. That was my first comic con I had ever been to. It was just really fun. Sure. And he was also the illustrator on your book, Born Royal, right? He's the cover artist. Yeah. 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 Which is extremely cool. So yes, I love it. The three—it's going to be a three-book series, and all three covers are going to morph one into the next, and it's got a really cool story behind it. So okay, we'll have to. I do want to get into that a little bit later. I, I wanted to ask a couple other questions about. Uh, so you you were originally from Omaha. Yes. And what? was it like moving from a smaller city to a bigger city? Well, I actually moved when I moved to California. Um, I spent the first two years in Monterey, which is like a retirement town. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So all I had to deal with the sticker shock of how expensive everything was. Sure. Sure. But um, it's been great. We moved up to Mountain View, which is by San Jose, and there's a ton of stuff up here. I mean, granted, we moved in February, so we haven't been able to really explore a bunch. Sure, sure. It's been nice having stuff nearby. And did you and your now husband move out together, or did one of you go first and then the other follow, or...? Uh, We basically went out at the same time. He just got out here two weeks before I did. Okay. That's super cool. And was it like a, I'm going to go to LA to become an actor sort of thing or what, or California to become an actor? Like, was it just, or was it just because California is awesome? 
<laughs> no, we actually moved for Sean's work. Um, we found oh, out that you don't get a ton of, uh, you don't get all of the job postings unless you live in a certain area. So California would have oh. much more job postings for Disney, but then they bought out Fox and put everything on a freeze. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, <laughs> but, he, yeah. but he's still working, right? Like he's got his own. You said he was being rented out to things. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, he's not. At, he's not with Disney or Marvel anymore. He's actually with Costco full time now. Um, but he is creating. What he's working on now is three D printing. Um, okay. So he's actually sculpting, sculpting 3D prints and putting those up for sale or download, depending on if he's the original creator, if he just tweaked it. Sure. But he's been sure. doing uh, Marvel Legend heads. Man, I know uh, our, our friend Chip would be interested in those Marvel Legends heads, that's for sure. Yeah. He's, he's our uh, local Marvel. I bring him on the show to talk about like really in-depth Marvel things because he's kind of crazy about it. But that's way cool. Where uh, where can you find that sort of thing? Does he have a website somewhere? Or? He does have a website. I don't know if his 3D printed stuff is linked to it right now. Um, but thing is it on Thingiverse? I no. Where do you post him? Oh, he's right there. I see. <laughs> this makes it way easier. Cult yeah. 3D. Cult 3D is where he's posting the Marvel heads and stuff like that. And you just if search. You send us, yeah, if you send us a link in the chat, we can post that into the show notes. Yeah, yeah sure thing. That's true, yeah. Um, but it seems like everything is kind of working out for you guys out there in yeah. the good old California IA. Yeah, I mean, things have been going really good. I mean, you're a published author. Crazy, right? <laughs> so, how what like First of all, how did how did that come to be? Like, did you meet somebody? Did you send your book off to a bunch of publishing companies? Like, how did how did that all happen? I didn't send it anywhere. <laughs> I went all the way through school being, I'm going to be traditionally published. I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to send it to, um, I want to be published in the big five. Like I wanted to go to like Penguin Random House or something like that. Um, and then I got into this anthology with, uh, some other writer friends of mine and ended up doing a short story based off of the book um with the same characters and everything and i was just like you know what if i race i might be able to get the book out before the anthology so i just decided to self-publish we didn't hit that deadline uh we came out about a month after but um the response has been great ever since it got posted up so it's just self-published through amazon okay and then uh, how are you're you're selling paperbacks of the book? So how does that how does that work? Yeah, Amazon does print to ship, so um, oh. there's not a backstock of them. It just I have everything uploaded. Somebody orders, they print it, and they just ship that one copy. Okay. Or however many copies you order. Right, right. That's super cool. Um, and also like that's exactly why why we're here we've we've spent the first 20 minutes of the show just kind of you know talking and 
catching up, but we are really here to talk about your book. Um, and I know that our listeners are excited to hear a little more about your book. Um, it is called Born Royal. Yes. And let me see. Um, I'm just going to go here. I'm on the Amazon page right now. So Born Royal, in parentheses, the blood Re- regent 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 so um that I don't is actually, read. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the series title so um each book will be under the blood regent it'll be blood regent book one born royal blood regent book two i haven't released the title oh, yet okay okay <laughs> i actually have no, the I'm just I have the titles for all three books and the covers not done, but at least figured out what we want so far. So, okay. And you said your husband is doing the cover art for all three. And when they're put together, they make like this cool triptych that makes like one giant. So what it's going to be is it's going to be the first uh, cover is a chalice. Um, And the next book, I can go into this. It's not like it's anything spoilery, but the next book is going to be the child, the chalice falling apart. And then in the third book, the pieces of the chalice are going to fall and make a crown. Very cool. There it is. So it's just going to be. Yes. Of the Blood Regent series. Indeed. That's cool. I can see, uh, yeah, I can totally picture it now that I can see the chalice. Yeah. Yes. That's very cool. <laughs> so I'll just read the, if you don't mind, I'll just read the description here on Amazon, if that's Go okay. Go for it. Okay, so imprisoned and experimented on since she was 12, Princess Genevieve V is ready for revenge. After manipulating her way to the throne in Cabria, Queen Esmeralda caused the death of the king and kept V as a royal hostage. For six years, the queen poked and prodded her stepdaughter, the world thinks she's ill, but V's childhood friends know better. Working with the rebels, they break her free. Uh, the rebels, however, have their own motives and are calling the shots. V knows the corruption of power firsthand, and when she discovers the secret they've been hiding from her, she finds she doesn't know whom she can trust. As war begins, V is forced to decide if she'll join the rebels against the queen or take her newfound freedom and run. So that's very, very fantasy-esque, right? Is this like a is like a wizards and witches kind of fantasy or like a superhero kind of fantasy or it's actually science fiction um okay fun little tidbit that i wasn't sure if i was ever gonna say but i'll give you guys this um it's actually on earth 800 years after us and so they've Mm. actually rebuilt and started new countries they've kind of forgotten everything that's happened uh a nature bomb went off kind of changed some of the topography of the countries and everything so it's actually based on australia uh that's where everything takes place there's three different countries there um but yeah so it's uh science fiction it's all about what they can do with science um and how it can change and be corrupted um and things like that hey everyone jesse here from the twist my arm podcast i'd like to take a moment here to personally invite you to check out my new podcast seasons within it's something new for the twist my arm network a little slower some combination of story, study, 
outreach and a little quieter introspection, but made with all the same love and enthusiasm as you hear from us every week on TMA and the Movement. All I knew when I called her was that I wanted to tell stories about people. Join me and my co-host, Brianna Myers, Hello. as we journey through Vivaldi's four seasons and have a hard think about what it feels like to be a human and the infinite ways to interpret those feelings. Being medicated and bipolar is a constant battle between two brains. We think you'll like this show, and we hope you'll help us make it. Seasons Within can be found here in the Twist My Arm podcast feed. Thanks for listening. That's... Were there... Uh... Do you recall, uh, you know, when you were younger or maybe even as a child, um, do you have any favorite books growing up in that same genre, that sci-fi genre? And if if you recall any of those specifically, or I guess even if you don't, are there any sci-fi influences that you feel you tried to pay specific respect to? Like, you know, I really want to write the way this author does, you know, scenery or the way this author does characters, that kind of thing. Is there anything that you had in your mind that you were like, I really want to live up to from, you know, reading as a kid? So um, my very first author, and it's not science fiction, it is fantasy. I pull a lot from fantasy and a lot from dystopian, um, but it's Tamara Pierce. So she built this world. It was the first time when I ever read and I got sucked into a book and was like not paying attention to anything around me. I was there in the book, in the world, you know, like just fully immersed. And she spreads it out over multiple series. So in her first book, you follow this one person. And in the second series, or that goes through four books. And then in the second series, it goes on to another character who's younger the first character is an older mentor for that younger character. And so it like goes and goes and goes throughout like generations. Um, and so I'm doing something kind of like that with my story. Like a shifting point of view, but in the same setting kind of a thing. Yeah. So like they'll have one series, one four book series about one character. And then they have another three or four book series about another character, but they're all within the same world. And so, um, are you saying you're going to write like 10 books then? Because I have if this, if this is already a trilogy, right? Maybe yeah. that's one mm-hmm. character, and then you've got one more character that's three more books. I have the plans for now, I have the three books in this series, and then I have two at the very least, maybe three books following another character um, after this. And I'm thinking maybe I haven't fully fleshed it out yet, but I might go back and do a prequel and show the kids growing up together. Very cool. Like before she gets kidnapped and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm actually, I don't know if it's going to be a book now, but um, I'm actually working on a reader magnet that I'll be giving away for free eventually once it's finished. Um, But it's going to be, uh, thousand word scenes and there's going to be about 10 of them and so it'll be about 10,000 words and it's just going to be scenes that are just kind of spoken about in Born Royal and the other books um, but it's going to flesh out those scenes and give everybody a little bit more backstory a little bit more info you get to see things from different characters point of view and not just be so um, I think it's going to be something that people are really going to enjoy is background once they get into the world that's very cool so i mean it sounds like you 
the world is very expansive, even, you know, if most of it isn't on a page yet. Um, would you say that your setting in your, in your head, your setting came together for you before your characters did, or did you kind of have characters in mind and then you went, okay, what's a great setting to put them in? Or was it? It definitely came characters first. Um, it actually all started off of a dream that I had. So it was this scene, it was this dream and it's kind of built in, you know, everything from there, but that's where it started. That's very cool. So do you, do you keep like a dream journal or like when you wake up, are you like, oh, I have to write that down immediately. You know, even if it's not a journal, just like, I need that idea. Yeah. I I have to write it down or normally I'll forget it. So. (laughs) (laughs) And so you said that you've been working on this book for about a decade. I started it. uh, I came up with the idea when I was 21 Um, I actually have a fun kind of story about how it all started. I was day drinking and watching a castle marathon. (laughs) And I was like, I can do that. I can write books for money. (laughs) Little did I know it was going to take me 10 years to get it down. But (laughs) But you've been a writer for a really long time, right? Well, you can't be the first person who got inspired by Nathan Fillion because you were drunk. Like. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's got to be the start of a lot of creative careers i would think right <laughs> at like, least more than one <laughs> i was plastered and i was watching firefly and i thought i could do that that's basically <laughs> just st- star wars like that's awesome that's a very cool origin story yeah it looks nothing like when it started um it was a lot more hunger games-esque when i started it um had completely different plot lines when i started um there was just a few of the key moments that have stuck through the entire changing of the process but i love where it ended up like i'm glad i kept working on it because the final product I put out uh, is just so important to me like I'm I I had to read it like 18 times while I was going through the editing process and I kept looking at my husband and I was like at least I like my story or this would be really hard <laughs> see I feel like by the 18th time even if it started good I'd be like this is the worst thing anyone has ever written in the history of the this nobody should ever see this like i there'd be no way that i could maintain my vigor for that i don't think like it's it's kind of the same thing with music too but on a much much smaller scale because see like you have to re you have to read a whole book which takes a lot of time like i just have to listen to a three and a half minute long song over and over like that's that's not that big of a deal though like did it ever get to a point where you're like oh i'm just i'm so done reading this uh not really i just put on some ajr and i just knocked it out like that was i edited almost the entire book solely to listening to ajr (laughs) (laughs) and then you're the uh who is the other editor on the book uh kate marie she is one of my writing friends uh she is amazing uh she does such a great job um she actually just launched her second book in a series and her third book she's ever put out came out yesterday oh wow Wow. cool 
What's so that, what's that book called? That is so the first book is The Lost Legends. The second book is The Lost Prince. It's in the Nyrus series. And she has a contemporary romance. So that is fantasy. And then she has a contemporary romance she put out called The Last Summer, which now has an upcoming sequel coming out at the beginning of the year, I believe. Is that mood lighting, Jesse? <laughs> Pur- purple lighting? Oh, yeah. She said romance. So I was like, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I really wish that I could make settings for it. So did you did you go to uh, college for writing or I did something else? And then when you got out, you were like, I just want to write. So I went to college right out of high school and it didn't happen. I dropped out like a semester and two weeks in. And then I worked for a few years. And then when I was 23, so I decided I wanted to write the book when I was 21. I gave myself an entire year where I was not going to write a single word of it. I just plotted it for a whole year because um, I wanted to make sure that it was going to come together and not just fall apart like a lot of the other stories that I had worked on beforehand. Like you get to like chapter five and it just like falls apart. So I gave myself a year just to plot. And then when I actually sat down to start writing the book, I realized I hadn't been in an English class a really long time. <laughs> So I actually, that's half the reason why it took so long, because I spent six years getting my bachelor's and then my master's in creative writing. So I spent a lot of time on homework and not a lot of time working on the book. So oh, sure. my master's creative process, like especially it you did. Like the English language is a very hard thing to write with. So I'm sure going back to college helped a lot with like enunciating yeah, the so thing you wanted to say and like getting I did my out. bachelor's on creative writing with a minor in psych and a minor in history and I figured the psych would help build my characters out the history would help me work on civilizations um and so that was fun but when it really got great is when I got into my master's program because my thesis was actually the book so I wrote 50,000 <laughs> words of the book just for school so it like actually made me sit down go through it I got peer review on it I was able to get feedback I was able to change a lot of the plot points work on what I needed to work on Um, and then I got through acts one and two for my thesis and then when I got done I sat down and I just finished the rest of the book wow would you say that you uh, are naturally just kind of a strong self-motivator? Oh, yeah. Like, I did my school completely online while I was working two to three jobs. I had a small business at the time. Um, so, like, yeah, I I don't do well with not being busy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that for so, sure. So, for you, it's actually, it's not even a, a motivation thing you know, so much as it is a... I need a an activity to occupy my mm-hmm. mind. Just gonna fill as much of my day as I can. That's cool. Yeah, and that's it's been great because this month is actually National Novel Writing Month, NanoRimo. And so I am actually going to try and finish book two by the end of the month. Oh wow. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> that's like eighteen days. That's a little bit yes. over two weeks. How, how yeah, I'm how? on I'm on chapter 11. So what do you do? What, what, what's your goal on that then? So is it like 
uh, a thousand words a day or or do you set it by page or do you have you know I'm going to write for eight hours or is there how do you break that up? So NaNoWriMo is the goal is to get 50,000 words. You can go below, you can go above. They have a website. It helps you track your word count and everything like that. It gives you badges as you go to help keep you motivated. Um, but to if you were going to do the same amount of words every day, you have to do six, 1,667 words per day to hit the 50,000 by the end of the month. I don't write a lot during the week because I'm working full time. So, um, and I'm also trying to finish the Lost Prince for Kate so I can do her interview and her book release on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been taking up my time like after work and stuff this week. But I do most of my writing on the weekends. Like I wrote 6,000 words on Sunday. Wow. Dang. And is that is if you were going to do you know how long that was like 6000 words took me four hours and I felt good about your good about my output for the day. Yeah, um, I mean, it was all in all I was sitting at my computer probably most of the day, but I wasn't working the whole time. Right. We have a writing group where we hop on Zoom and we normally talk much longer than we are supposed to. And then we break out and we put ourselves on mute. We do sprint, what we call sprints. Um, so we'll put a, a timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and we just see how many words we can get done. Um, but when I get in a groove, I can sit down and I can knock out a thousand words in about an hour. Wow. That's incredible. That is. That's crazy. So that's Man. like if you were going and I'm not saying like that you should be or that anyone should even try this. But if you were going at that pace, you'd write a novel in a little bit over a full time work week. You'd be done. It in, mm -hmm. like, People hours. have that's done it. Insane. And I've written 15,000 words in one day before. Wow. Wow. That was rough. That was all day. That was a full like 10 hour day, like wake up, sit down at yeah. the computer, take a break for lunch and <laughs> fall asleep as soon as I'm done. Do you do dictation like a uh, voice to text for your draft nope. or do you type it all? I type it all. Oh, wow. Purple See, I can oh. I can barely write notes for interviews that are coherent, yeah. but like. I, I would go so far cool. as to say that you cannot write notes for interviews that are coming. <laughs> School really helped. It really got me into mainly because like I would do all my homework on Thursday that was due on Thursday and all my homework that was due on Sunday on Sunday. But um, so I got really good at knocking out like 12 page papers in the matter of like two days and things like that. So <laughs> I oh, think shit. that really helped me get to the point where I can write really well and just write fast. And half the thing is when you're working on your first draft, you really don't want to be editing as you go. You just want to get it out. You want to get it on the page. You can fix it when you get done. Not to mention as you go through the story and I write start to finish that some things that I do later on in the story actually change the beginning. So I have to go back and put in more foreshadowing or take out something that doesn't make sense um, oh, as I go. Yeah. Yeah. Be like shooting a movie in sequential order and then 
realizing like oh we're gonna have to get that actor back for another shoot that makes sense yeah for huh. sure i never thought of it like that and so so you're planning to get the second book finished like finished like written by the end of this month what when do you think the timetable is for it to be released do you have any idea i'm shooting for march okay i love february but i don't think i can get it edited in time but so march seems more realistic okay and then with and you said it's going to be a trilogy right Mm -hmm. so you're trying to do the same sort of thing you're gonna write that yeah as soon as i'm done with book two i gotta knock out book three wow because uh... when you publish as a independent, they expect you to publish more often and more quickly. Um, so a lot of your readers want to see something coming out. Like a lot of the really good indie writers put out a book a month. Like I wow. am not able to do that. Like wow. I was originally planning for releasing one a year which is the traditional timeline um but since i realized i might lose some of my readers if i took too long i'm shooting for march now which is why nano was so good because it got me off my butt and got me to like actually sit down and write book two so sure and then what are um oh sorry that level of expectation or demand you know not like as a we demand but like as demand and supply and demand do you think that that comes with self-publishing more because the audience can be a very specific niche or like it can niche down even further right so like you could say i'm gonna write Mm -hmm. for this exact group of people and so as soon as they're done with it they want more do you think that contributes to the demand for your series and you know other other series I do. I've been learning a lot about it. A lot of people, um, I love picking up series because I want to have something that will continuously be coming out and I can live in the world for a while. But um, I'm realizing that a lot of people don't pick up a series until it's fully done because they don't want to have to wait for that next one. They just want to be able to go through. So one of the things I'm not expecting is um, sales tend to be better once your series is completed, which is another reason why I want to get through it so quickly. Um, So that way I can put out the box set and things like that and really work on beefing up my marketing. Um, I can do my reader magnet to get people in and interested in the world and things like that and then move them into the books. And then... um, Another thing that's really interesting I found out is you can actually research the categories on Amazon and see how many books a month you need to sell to get into the best ca- uh, the bestseller category. Right. And you can actually yeah. backwards build a book that way. So you can see what um, are need more supply in them and can mm-hmm. get you to bestseller quicker. Um, and actually just pick that out and be like, okay, I'm going to write a book about that. So once I'm done with the first three books, I want to do a story that way and just kind of background build it and see how that works. And then I also want to work on a cute little Hallmark Christmas book for next year. Very cool. Yeah, I noticed that some of the uh, categories that Amazon had your book listed in, one of them was like... um, uh, fiction about young characters who are dealing with mental health problems or something like yeah there it is yeah i've Teen got depression fiction about depression and mental illness and that's like mm-hmm. it sounds like a very specific 
um, category, right? But then if you think about it, you're like, I remember when I was a teenager, that was like every teenager I knew. So like, mm-hmm. you're saying you would take that and go, okay, now I can cherry pick what sort of books people are looking for and write the book into that. That's brilliant, I think. <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't tried it yet, but it's something I'm definitely interested in learning more about and uh, seeing if I can make it work. Yeah, it's like learning how to advertise via hashtags and stuff like that. Oh, man. Which is, (laughs) man, that is like an art in itself. Let's not talk about it right now. (laughs) I just uh, just launched my first Facebook ad today, and I'm like interested to see all the different like data i can get from it like so far i've had two link clicks and um three other clicks i don't know where that goes but (laughs) yeah there's like a boosted post or whatever yeah yeah those are actually really cool well Uh, and some of the ones we get too i don't understand where it's like uh like you said like other clicks but not link clicks i'm like what what are you clicking on? <laughs> like, that's clicking on the Facebook page, or, or clicking on the post. Somebody's going, wait, what does that say? Oh, never mind. On I don't the comment, that. yeah, something like that. I think it's just a random. It's clicking yeah. somewhere on that post, you know. It's, there's a science and an art to it, and we we don't have it down yet, so we feel you there. No. We're working on, you know, learning. Yeah, no, my time my stuff. writer friends have been amazing um they helped me with my blurb they helped me with my uh different categories to put the book in my friend actually helped me out for free she was like uh she picked out 10 for the ebook and 10 for the paperback and the ebook is actually like 115 in uh teen and young adult war and uh military and Mm -hmm. Uh, you get a number one bestseller tag if you get into the top 100. So if I can jump up those 15 spots, I can get that bestseller tag. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Everybody go so, yeah. buy Marissa Allen's book because we need her to get into bestsellers <laughs> as a result of being on <laughs> Twist My Arm. Because once Twist My Arm can tell people that we've created a bestseller, which wouldn't be true, by the way, obviously, because your book is great. But once we can <laughs> represent ourselves that way, that's going to be a huge bonus for us. So everybody go to Amazon.com right now, look up a foreign royal and buy it. Buy it in paperback twice because Christmas is coming up and you could hand it to somebody as a gift. Yes, I've actually had someone I know buy multiples of my book and is giving them out for Christmas. That's awesome. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Get yep. on it. Twist my and arm, then, listeners. We need you. Yeah, and then and then leave nice little reviews too. There are a bunch of already good reviews. There are. You have some book. very effusive, glowing reviews. You have some serious fans on Amazon. That's yeah. for sure. I would I was blown away with the reaction I got to the story. It was just it was mind-blowing. I've been loving seeing them come in. <laughs> I loved this book so much. I sped through it in 2 days. V's journey from prisoner to hero is so well done, and I loved seeing the psychological realness of what being held captive did to her not just in the physical state. I also love the world that was constructed. In many ways, it reminded me of the Hunger Games. 
with huh. this war going on and the militant presence of rebels and all the technology that is present, I also really love Chase. I'm not sure the genre of this, but I would say it is a fitting young adult dystopian novel that I'd recommend to any adult who likes YA as well as teens. The romance is pretty clean, the story is great, and the journey of overcoming fear and anxiety and learning how to be free is something I think readers will enjoy. That, I mean, it sounds like you paid somebody to write that. Like, I can tell that you didn't, right? But, like, she ate that book up. Like, she yeah. is in love with your writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's been great seeing those come in. I actually used that as a marketing piece. That was the ad I just... Uh... <laughs> boosted oh, okay. i was okay. like yeah. five star reviews are coming in oh yeah. man and you're not kidding and they're all like that all of the reviews on the book yeah. so far are like that they're five stars they're like they're like this you know when's the next one i want the next one very high scores all the way around that's that's very cool and like you said that must just make you feel beautiful on the inside like that that moment that you first get your five star review must have been pretty intense it was, yeah. I, w I got a little worried when I put it out there and I was just like, what if people don't like it? And my husband was just like, babe, everyone who's read it has loved it. Like, you just don't worry about it. And then the reviews started to come in. And yeah, this was the best debut launch I could have wished for. That is Absolutely. very cool. Congratulations. Man, Thank and you. Super stoked for you too. Like it's it's been a I know it's been a long journey to get to this point. So it's a very long journey. Lots of wine. Yeah. Lots, <laughs> Lots of wine has been involved. For, for sure. Well, you're in the perfect state for that. So <laughs> lots of wineries out there. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about your book? I know I know you don't want to spoil it too much. I haven't had the chance to read it fully. I read a, the first couple pages on like a Kindle. Uh, what, what, like demo read or something like that mm -hmm. yeah preview there it is but um i'm planning on buying my paperback cover here in the next couple days so i can actually read it my girlfriend is excited to read it she's interested in those kind of stories so um is, is there anything else you'd like to to tell us about the book so the main thing is um, just one thing I wanted to kind of cover is um, one of the things and you'll see it in my categories that I chose and that um, review talked about it as well. Um, but in all of my works, I really try to make sure that the characters are believable and I work in um, them dealing with mental illness um, in different ways. And so in this scenario, um, she's been captured, she's been um, poked and prodded and uh, tortured and finally is able to get out. And just what does that do to the human psyche? Can she trust anyone? Does she trust herself anymore? Um, and things like that. So that was a really big thing for me um just because it's so near and dear and personal in my heart um that it's one of the themes that I make sure I deal with because not everybody is okay all the time and I just want to show that to people and let people be able to see that in somebody who does end up being a strong female character that she can not have to be okay all the time Absolutely. that's really cool I yeah. think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that um, 
it, it must be deeply rewarding for you to see that come across in a review if that's a particular goal that you set for yourself like i want to make sure these characters feel real so i'm gonna go to college and study psychology to make sure that my characters feel real and then you get this review that's like everybody felt so realistic and it's like i was there that's i mean you hit the mark it sounds like i mean not a lot of people go here's how i'm going to write this book and then just do it on their first or second try that's that's impressive that's very cool absolutely thank you bravo you're quite welcome um so so give us a few plugs then where where can we find your books where can we find you um where's the best place for your like updates on these sort of things so the books are on amazon.com um you can get them for uh can if you have kindle unlimited you can actually read it for free um it is part of the kindle unlimited plan um if you do not have kindle unlimited um the amazon ebook is 2.99 and you can, if you don't have a Kindle device, that doesn't matter. You can get the Kindle app for any kind of device that you have, tablet, phone, um, however you like to read. Um, so you can still get it that way. And then the paperback is also available. And the paperbacks are gorgeous. I love them. They're so pretty. I cried when my first one showed up. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, just, and... I'm the person I'm the kind of person who loves the like feel of a cover and the feel of these covers feel great. <laughs> um, and then you can follow me on Twitter. It's a weird one. Um, it's Marissa Allen CR1. Uh, and then you can follow me. I have Marissa Allen author the Facebook page. Um I have an Instagram, which is under demolition and it's D E M O E L I T O I O N because <laughs> my nickname is Mo. And, um, then you can also get all of these updates by subscribing to my newsletter on my website, which is Marissa Allen creations.com. Very cool. And we will link everything that she just said in the show notes so that you can just click. And as soon as you click, I hope you also buy and subscribe and follow (laughs) and do all that stuff, because I think Marissa has more than demonstrated that she's earned all of those things. She's not half-assing this. This is a professional doing a professional level job. So definitely go check her out, because this is some seriously good stuff. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, and uh, just great. Yeah, just as as like someone that loves to support locally and stuff, do you get the majority of profits, like say when we buy it from Amazon, does that go to you for the most part? Does so um, I do get, yeah. um, I do have, uh, I do get royalties from the Amazon sales. Um, that is the easiest way to get it. Um, I don't have it set up anywhere else yet just because you can't go wide and be on Kindle Unlimited. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to give those readers the chance to get it for free. Um, we might look at expanding down the road, but as of right now, it's just everything from Amazon. Okay. Very cool. Excellent. Um, I think we had, I guess, one final like fun question. Um, we kind of wanted to read did we i don't think we covered this one yet but it seems like so this book is a sci-fi book um what's what's kind of your 
favorite genre to read outside of sci-fi? I love YA dystopia. Like, I love stuff falling apart. I also love, <laughs> like, the dystopian science fiction. Um, there's Marie Lu with Wild Card, um, which is about lenses that overlay VR. Um, Ready Player One is my favorite book uh, ever. I can't wait for Ready Player Two to come out. Um, uh, he also has another book, Armada, which uh, deals with video game pop culture. Um, so I read a lot of uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and if, are you considering? I guess you you did kind of write a dystopian book, but would you consider writing any other sort of genre? Like like I know. You oh yeah, I plan to write as much as I can get my hands on and figure out a lot for. Uh, but the next uh, big uh, thing that I really want to do, I was going to do a fantasy and deal with magic, but I still haven't figured out the magic system. But the newest story that I am super obsessed with, and it's because I can't get enough of the boys or cult TV shows, mm. I want to make a superhero cult book. Okay. Very cool. That would be, yeah, heck yeah. So um, I have, <laughs> I was sorry, just I have any, any final thoughts for you, Jesse, questions or anything like that? Um, I do. Um, if you could give me one second, because I definitely just lost my train of thought. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the notes and I was trying to read to the end of the page. And then oh, I, oh, okay, here we go. We're good. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned earlier that you and some writing friends help each other edit your work uh, to get it ready to publish and things like that. Um, if anybody listening wants to self-publish and they need somebody to edit, do you have a business where you edit for people or how would you recommend somebody just starting out go find uh, a, a, an editor that they could maybe work with uh, you know, collaboratively as opposed to maybe as a service? So I'm actually starting my developmental editing business, uh, which is where you actually go through and you find plot holes, uh, you work through characterization issues if they might exist. Um, you really just kind of work with the author um, to really make sure that you can get this to the best book that it's going to be. It's not line editing. It's not grammar editing. It's going through the book and just working through things that the author might not have realized, um, uh, making sure that it's hitting um, for the readership that they're going for um, and things like that. It's something I studied a lot during school, and so it's something I would like uh, that I'm really good at, and I would like to be able to share with other authors. So if anybody's interested, um, I have a contact me section on my website. I also you can get a hold of me on Facebook to Marissa Allen Author doc, um, at my page. You can message me there. Um, I'm actually not really working out payment plans right now, but I'm working for reviews. So um, for the first few, I'm just interested in working together, getting your book to where it can be. If you could leave a testimonial on my website, that would be great. Um, and then eventually, once I get a few under my belt, then I'll start to put my pricing out there. Um, 
but uh, I'm looking to be as reasonably priced as my friends have been for me so I can help these uh, newer authors get up there and get out there and just finally make that dream happen for them. So, Wow. Okay, so if you're listening right now and you want to be an author or you have a book that you've been wanting to get rid of, you know, publish it, you know, get it out in front of people, go to marissaallencreations.com hit her up because she's giving away professional service for a song. She's like, I'm going to make your book better. All you have to do is leave me a review. Are you kidding me? Go to her website and get your book fixed, cleaned up and edited, and then get it out in front of people. That's really cool. Marissa, not a lot of people would go, okay, I figured out how to do this entirely on my own from scratch. And then I, you know, went from zero to a hundred and now I'm going to help everybody else that wants to do the same thing do that that's very cool and i commend you for that Absolutely. oh thank you yes very welcome um and i i just have one final request and this is for the movement podcast <laughs> we do a thing called the quick twist which is we kind of pick something that maybe we've watched or listened to or maybe uh you know a book we've read or a video game we've played or something like that and we just kind of give a quick little review. Do you have any sort of thing that uh, we can give our viewers at the, at the movement podcast, any sort of quick twist that you could give to them? How much do you want? (laughs) (laughs) I have been watching Mandalorian. I am now going through supernatural again. Um, And I am playing animal crossing and Fortnite. Um, I am listening to the Dresden Files on Audible. I am, uh, Jeez. yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't like to be bored. So there's always yeah. something to amuse me every day. Absolutely. That's, those are all things that we have not really talked about on movement. So what's, well, uh, except I mean, for the Mandalorian. Okay. Mandalorian. Yes, yes, yes. Of course we have our own show for that, but. But like Animal Crossing, what, what? Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about that game. What, what keeps you interested in in that kind of style? So, um, I, it's adorable for one. It's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> and um, second, it's just there's no worry that you're gonna die. Like you don't have to worry that you don't have to beat anybody. It's just running around and just keeping yourself busy. You can fish if you want to fish. You can find insects if you want to find insects. You can fi- dig up fossils if you want to do that. You can swim. <laughs> and the just greatest part in your own world, right? Yeah. And the funnest part is my husband is now into it as well. And he's not a video gamer. So this is his like first video game we've ever played together. And so we can get together and hang out on our little digital world while we're sitting right next to each other on the couch (laughs) (laughs) and run around and hit each other with nets. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. I know I need to I, I need to jump on that train, I think, eventually. It's um, kind of one of the boredom busters. And I have yes. one last thing that I feel like, Josh, I feel like we should just ask this to everyone because I'd like to keep a running tally if we could. I mean, okay. I'm sure this is going to come back to bite me, but um, I just have two quick ones. They're just like, a, you know, 
lightning round top of your head first answer that comes to mind say your answer josh if you want you can add to this but i just have two that i want to ask um <clears throat> we probably know the answer to this one but uh marvel or dc for me yeah uh i am marvel yeah yeah i think okay. we probably could have guessed that one um star trek or star wars star wars all right. See, I told you it was going to come back to bite me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had I'm a sure... list. There was like we... multiples of those, and I don't remember the rest of them. Those are the two important ones, though. We need to we need to keep that for sure. I'll have to I'll have to write that down again because I, I think we should. That's a good Thank one. you for indulging, Marissa. I appreciate it. Yes. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. Absolutely. No, one of the characters is actually named after Spider Gwen. So. Oh, very cool. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to thank you again so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm really stoked to read your book, and I'm glad that there's going to be more coming out. So I, I, I'm a big fan of series as well, all these Star Wars books behind me. I'm, I'm a big fan of trilogies. <laughs> so, again, thank you for, for joining us. Um, and we'll definitely have to have you on again for, for the release of the second book. I know you don't want to spoil it yet, so I'm not going to ask. But once you start releasing things for that, um, let me know so I can do a little promoting on our end and let our listeners know that that your next book is coming out. So I would love that. And we need to talk more recently than nine years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most definitely. Um, maybe maybe one of these movement podcasts, you can come and talk about some some Marvel or Star Wars or something like that. I would be down for that. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you again. Ladies and gentlemen, Marissa Allen. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Twist My Arm Podcast. If you'd like to find Marissa's book, you can buy it on Amazon or Kindle. Just search for Born Royal and you'll be able to find it. I want to thank Marissa again for coming on the show and talking about her book. Thanks to Jesse for always being the co-host. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Twist My Arm Podcast. We will be back in two weeks with another interview with another author for National Write a Novel Month. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, we will talk to you next week.